0: welcome to the places where we go podcast hello i'm julie
1: and i'm art we're the hosts of the places where we go podcast join us as we share our travel stories we'll tell you about where we've been what we saw and what we did we're always looking for a bit of an adventure
0: sometimes we travel far sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard wherever we go We'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures.
1: This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Well, spring is in the air, and now is the time that people should be planning what they're gonna be doing this year.
0: And there's lots of things that are local to your area if you don't have a lot of time to spend out somewhere, or you could go a little bit further past your own state line and go into the next state and uh, find something there. So yeah. there's there's things to do.
1: Yeah. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking not about a specific trip as we usually do on the show, but we're going to throw out... 10 ideas that the research team at the Places Where We Go podcast came up with for us. So if you ever ask yourself, someday I'd like to, and then fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. we're going to help you with 10 answers that could go into that question. So we've got 10 ideas that cover different price points from super, super cheap to some are more on the pricey side, but there's something here I think for everybody Again, they're just ideas to think about. So if you're in the process of planning what you want to do this year, here's some extra things to think about and maybe we have something for you that'll spark some ideas for you. And as I think as I look at, at this list, Julie, we've done at least eight or nine of the things that we're going to talk about. So we have personal experiences we can share too. That's right. So I'm going to let you get started.
0: The first thing that you can... Uh explore and try out would be to go on a horseback riding trip or trail. There are many outfits that can do that. They have horses available and they offer a horseback riding, whether it's a long trail or it could just be around an arena, whatever is comfortable for you. We actually did this. I had experienced horseback riding when we did this years and years ago at King's Canyon.
1: The National Park.
0: The National Park, yeah. So you were pretty leery about doing it, but you're always game for, you know, my ideas, right? I did it. I booked it. You did. You booked it. And it was an experience that, especially because we were taking a trail that was through the mountains in that beautiful, gorgeous area, and there was some parts where we were next to the river.
1: There were some switchbacks, too, that the horses went on yeah, to get up.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I remember there was some horses that we went on. You had one that was kind of lazy. I remember that. They had a you, horse for you, every you...
1: <laughs> personality, I yes, suppose. Yes. Not that I'm lazy. No. No.
0: No, not at all. But that was good for you, though, because you had never been on a horse, so you had to kind of... Feel it out and see if you're gonna be able to stay on the horse's back or not. Yeah,
1: that was my first real horsey ride.
0: Yeah, your first and only.
1: Yeah, other than I guess when I was a kid and you're like going in a circle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the little pony ride. Yeah, pony ride thing. Those are cute, so that, that, yeah. yeah, not quite the same thing. Yeah. So there's item number one, and I think all of these I'd also you know categorize them these ideas as many of the things we're going to talk about. We know people who have never done many yeah. of the things we've talked about, so mm-hmm. we're throwing them out there with that perspective, too, is if you've never done this thing, maybe you'd like to do it. And so the one I'm going to share, the number two on the list, as I'm in the stage of my life that I'm at, one of the things that I've never done until about a week ago, week and a half ago, fishing. <laughs> and part of that was because for the past, the better part of 30 years, we've been Mainly vegetarian. Mm. So when you're practicing a vegetarian diet and you're not eating any animals, the thought of going fishing doesn't come to mind. I did have a health situation 10 years ago that caused me to think about changing my diet. And one of the things I did is I introduced, we both reintroduced fish into our diet. So right. Ma- Omega 3s. Yeah, still mainly vegetarian, but we do eat the fish about once a week or so. And now that we eat the fish, now we can go fishing. And so my son had taken up fishing. He lives uh within walking distance of one of the piers here in California. And he's been going out doing that. And I thought, hey, that might be fun to do, because I've never done it. So uh-huh. went on Amazon and got myself a fishing pole, a rod, reel, combo, etc. And uh now I have at least one fishing experience under my belt, and I'm looking forward to more.
0: Yes, I have been fishing as a child. I would fish a lot, but I absolutely love freshwater fishing. I'm not a ocean fisher, hmm. but I'll try it. Yeah.
1: I caught three, but I, they were all puny, so they I, threw were smelts. It, I threw them all back.
0: Yeah, those yes. smelts are you gotta worry so about those.
1: I still have to get my first real fish that I can eat.
0: So let's move on to number three on our list. Go camping or glamping. So we have glamped a few times. The first time was we went to Yosemite and we booked a, it was a tent, but it had a, it had solid walls on the side, like cinder block walls, but on the top was only fabric. You know, it was only, you know, the the canvas. canvas. Yeah. So we did that once and we had... A little one, our firstborn with us, she was a toddler at that point and I was pregnant with our second and we decided to go out and use that as a vacation and it was absolutely wonderful. I loved it.
1: Instead of pitching your own tent. Yeah. It was yeah.
0: kinda nice. And I think in the circumstances, you know, me being pregnant and having the little toddler, it worked pretty well. Uh-huh. And Yosemite's gorgeous. So.
1: And glamping has evolved quite a bit from that first trip mm-hmm. that we've done. Yeah.
0: Yes. So we have gone a bit over that and went to Montana on our Wyoming trip. Uh, we ended up kind of crossing over Yellowstone on the Montana side and spending the night in a canvas tent. But this canvas tent, was fully loaded with a big, beautiful bed, a fire stove, flooring, lighting. It, it was really, really what you would call
1: glamping. This was part of the under canvas group.
0: It's a resort type of atmosphere because you have several of these under canvas tents in a particular area and they have a main cabin where you can get food water there's people there to instruct you on what's in the area or what you can do right there in the under canvas it's camping scaled camping yeah
1: where you don't have to set up your own tent you just kind of show up and everything's
0: provided for you There was a dining hall. They had lots of areas uh, where games were set up, a fire pit, Mm -hmm. just all kinds of stuff right there in the area. There was also a restaurant that was right close by. Um. So I know
1: under Canvas, they've got the operation you mentioned just outside of Yellowstone. I know they've got facilities in different parts of Utah. I think there may be one in even somewhere in California. So they're springing up in more places and it's a neat experience.
0: So we've also done some even more upscale type of glamping. We did go to an actual resort, Flying Flags Resort in Buellton, California, and they have airstreams that are set up on the premises. They're permanently there and you can rent those out for a number of nights, one night, whatever you want, and stay there at the resort in these airstreams. And there's some vintage ones, and there's some others that are more classic. And the insides are completely redone and fixed up for you to have a kind of a hotel-like experience. But it's very nice.
1: Yeah, and kind of an RV experience for people that don't own a trailer or an RV. Right. So you can get a taste of what that's like. And we did that before we owned our Airstream, and it inspired. It was one of the things that inspired us, I guess.
0: Well, we intentionally did it thinking can we feel comfortable sleeping in an airstream yeah and we did
1: we we sure did sure done did Yeah. So along the lines of the things you're talking about Julie we also know some people that have never gone camping camping Mm -hmm. so that's another thing that you can think about you know especially in this year when people are going to be doing domestic travel Mm -hmm. a tent is a modest investment we have had so many memorable trips camping up in Sequoia National yeah. Park, a few other places, but mm-hmm. great thing to do. Moving on to number four, I'm going to suggest and bet you that if you go to TripAdvisor and even put in the local area where you live, you likely will come up with places mm-hmm. that are nearby you that you may have never, ever done. So I even think about, you know, for you and I, Julie, we live in the Simi Valley and we've done almost everything there is to do here Mm -hmm. but we haven't done everything so like one of the things that comes up on the top 10 list in Simi Valley that I've never been to and it's closed right now because of COVID but someday it'll it'll open up again there's um a railroad museum on the east side of Simi Valley Mm -hmm. that I think would be neat to to Mm -hmm. see the old
0: depot yeah
1: yeah so that's an example I mean for people like us and We try to stay busy, we travel all the time, but even in our hometown, we've got a couple of things that we haven't done. So if you're looking for ideas that are nearby, go to TripAdvisor, put in your town, a nearby town, see what pops up on the top 10 list, and if there's something there that you haven't done, go do it.
0: Also, you know, if you're driving around in your town or in nearby towns and you see these signs that say historic place, so, you know, this is an historic site or the, check that off in your head and say, you know, I'm going to go back and visit that.
1: Yeah. We have a couple of those we that we, do. we pass every single weekend. And, and we every, say every, we should go. Yeah. Yep. So it's been, again, because of the COVID thing, it's been a little bit difficult, but, but there's yeah. been at least one or two of these places. It's been on the list for at least eight years. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Number five on the list. Try a new cuisine. We know people that have actually never tried curry. What? Is that you? That's not me. No, that's not you. But we actually know people that have never tried it. And there are many, many different cuisines that, especially for us, because we live relatively close to LA, that we could take a drive over there and we could find some exotic cuisine that we've never tried before. And we've done that, actually. We've actually gone into places and looked for certain areas within Los Angeles that have a particular cultural feel to it, and stopped in a restaurant and had that local cuisine. And sometimes it's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Matter of fact, I can't think of a time where I haven't enjoyed it. So go out
1: and try something new. Do you remember when we ate, because this wasn't too long ago, we had Ethiopian food for the very first yeah. time.
0: Because we had found that there was a,
1: I think we saw a show. We did. There's a place, a couple of blocks, I think, on Fairfax Boulevard. I'm going to call it like South Hollywood. It's it's kind of that, that neck of the woods, south of Wilshire Boulevard, but it's called Little Ethiopia. They have their own brand of cuisine there. I don't even know what the thing is called, but there was this like bread-like.
0: Yeah, that's like your eating utensil. You You take a piece of this bread and you dip it into all these different... Stewish type of things and curry things and yeah. and um, it's almost
1: like a tapas kind of presentation. Yeah. And He's... you
0: lift it up with this bread and you you scoop it up and you eat it. It and was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah, very good. And they did have a lot of vegetarian options.
1: If you think about, is there a particular kind of food that you haven't had yet that you think you'd like to try?
0: I think there's probably several on the African continent. That mm. besides Ethiopia, that because they have different cuisines all, all across that continent, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Eastern European stuff I haven't tried.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like um, Ukrainian, you yeah. know, which is kind of it's going to be similar to the kind of food I grew up with in a right. Polish household, but different, but different. Yeah, so and that's something I haven't had like authentic Ukrainian, mm-hmm. so someday I'll have to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number six. So this is one of the things that is on our list of things to do that we have not done. And that's to scope out a dark sky area when there's going to be a meteor shower. So Mm -hmm. I think within driving distance of where we live, when we camped last... October, I think it was, at El Capitan State Beach. One of the things you and I noticed was how brilliant the sky was in terms of being able to see stars that we can't see, what is it, an hour and a half south of there where we live because we have so much light pollution from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But just an hour and a half up the road on the coast, you can see beautiful dark skies, and that would be a great place to view a meteor shower because invariably... Throughout the year there's multiple meteor showers that occur. Mm-hmm. We'll go out in the backyard and, and we'll, we'll stand crank
0: our, he- our necks way as far back as we can. Yeah,
1: and we'll stand there for like for an hour, hour and a half <laughs>
0: until our necks
1: hurt. And we'll be lucky to see like one meteor.
0: Yeah. But we try. Yeah. We give a valiant effort.
1: We've got the coast on the one side of us. If we drive inland the other way toward Death Valley or Joshua Tree National Park, those are other great places to mm-hmm. see something like that. Yeah, so
0: desert area, Mojave area, yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you've never seen a meteor shower in that kind of environment, that could be something that you plan this year. Go online, find out you know when the meteor showers are scheduled to happen mm-hmm. because they're kind of like clockwork, and uh, that could be something that you plan to do this year. Something that you and I might plan to do this yeah. year.
0: Yeah. The most vivid memory I have of a sky scene at night. I can picture it in my head to this day, is when we went up to visit my Aunt Sharon in Wairica, California, and she lived on a ranch way up in the mountains in that area. And I remember one day we went out and looked at the sky. It was like, I think, me and my brothers, my mom and dad. And I remember seeing the Milky Way. And I thought it was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I I never forgot it. Hmm. So it's, it's kind of my desire again to see that again. But I think we'd have to go higher in elevation in it mm-hmm. to see it. But that's one of my goals. I want, I want to see that again.
1: We'll have to schedule that. Yeah? Okay. Yeah.
0: Number seven, sit down with your family or if you have a partner or a spouse and plan an epic trip somewhere. We have done that several times. Uh, You're really the planner, the one that kind of scopes out all the information, and you present it to me, and I try to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down and work it out that way. We also use family genealogy to plan trips out. We have done that a few times when we went to the UK. That was not only an epic trip to Great Britain and its surrounding area, It was also a trip that had genealogy attached to it. So it was kind of a double positive type of thing. And And that was
1: for both you and I. Yeah.
0: And we also did that when we went to Poland. Now, you have been to Poland. It was my first time going to Poland. Mm -hmm. But we took your mom. And I remember thinking, because your mom's, what, she's 81 now? Yep. And we went back, what, 2017? Is that when we went? So she was... Up there in age and I really worried that she wasn't gonna be able to navigate and walk as much as we walk, because we love to walk the cities.
1: Yeah.
0: She was amazing. Yeah.
1: But she had a desire to see more of her country that yeah. she had not seen because she left when she was in her early twenties and she only had memories of particular places of the country, and that country is so huge. And mm-hmm. so she wanted to see more, and we realized, hey, as she's getting up there in years. It's one of those things. I mean, do it now. Yeah. And we did.
0: And we did. And it was was a fantastic experience. We went hiking the Narrows, which was an epic, epic experience. If you're able to do that, I would really, I'd put that on your bucket list because it was an incredible experience. And we are going back.
1: For that one, you just have to get yourself to Utah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is easier to do. Easier for us. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's kind of easy for us. And we have future trips in mind, you know, we, we're going to start thinking about the Camino de Santiago. And we're going to plan trips with our trailer and maybe Route 66 and take the whole route or the Lewis and Clark Expedition Trail or, you know, these future things that we've got in mind that we'll sit down and we'll map it out and plan it out. And along the way, you know, like the Lewis and Clark, I, I think that's, gonna be so fun to map out because it's gonna be a little bit of history lesson all the way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, so I think most people have a dream destination that's gonna fall under that epic trip for mm-hmm. them personally. I know, you know, there's a lot of people that Italy is one of those places that comes to their mind again I go back to that question you know someday I'd like to go to and for them it's it's Italy Mm -hmm. or it's France Mm -hmm. I know people that I've worked with you know for them it's been Africa whatever your epic trip Mm -hmm. is don't continuously put it off because we know so many people that you know for years they would have talked about I'd like to go to this place someday and it's never anything more than that conversation and it never happened so You got this life, make it happen, do it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: And these same people couldn't do it today because they have let age catch up to them.
1: So that's why I think you and I are trying to get as much as we can under our belts because we know someday Father Time is going (laughs) to catch Mm -hmm. up to us and uh, there will be some limitations in the future. But until he catches up to me, we're still going. Number eight. Is conquer a fear. And I think different people have different types of fear. So one of mine, historically, is I have a height thing. Mm -hmm. When I am in high places, I feel gravity in a big way. (laughs) So for me, one of the things that I did, and this was shortly after that medical scenario that I alluded to earlier, we went up to British Columbia I don't even know why, but we, we had gone. We visited my brother who lives in Seattle.
0: Yeah. So we took that SkyDrive or, and we, we I went to Whistler. Called.
1: Yeah, we went to Whistler. Yeah. I think he recommended it. He did. So anyways, we find ourselves in Whistler. And this was the year after the Olympics were held in Vancouver. And so we stayed at the area that was the, um, the Olympic Village. hmm And one of the things nearby was zip lining. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I had actually felt like I had conquered an actual near-death medical experience, so I was like... Zip lining, I'm gonna do it' because <laughs> it was that strange time in my life that I thought I could have not been there mm-hmm. had I not had the medical attention that I had so mm-hmm. you know I was thankful to be alive and thankful to have the ability to to try something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and zip lining we did go and mm-hmm. it was a blast
0: it you had a great time and you you uh truly conquered your fear yeah you really did
1: so other ideas that i think come under the conquer a fear category that i'm just going to throw out not that i've done and not that i will do but skydiving may be one of those things i want to do that i'll take pictures from the ground <laughs> <laughs> or river rafting yeah is another
0: yeah now that yeah. is that for me is a big fear i have a water fear
1: i think it depends on maybe how fast the rapids are going We heard just last week about somebody who who did one I think in West Virginia where there was like a twelve foot water fall you go down. Yeah. I
0: mean you you have to make sure you pick one that has the right
1: survivability odds.
0: Yeah, but I think for me it's just the water thing is something that I have to overcome.
1: Yeah. So I would if you're gonna do that
0: for drowning me in the bathtub when I was little.
1: As long as you know how to swim, then you're probably yeah, okay and you have life that. jackets, yeah, life vests. So. Yeah. so think of what comes under the category of conquering a fear for you, and that could become an adventure for you.
0: Number nine. We had mentioned a couple of times genealogy. I do dabble in it a little bit. And that's what led us to some of the places that we've decided to go to. The other thing that it also has done is the branches will just branch off in every direction you could think of. Now, I have, as far as my ancestry goes, they're American before America was even America. So we've been here for a very, very, very long time. And the other part of my ancestry is Mexican. So there's a lot of exploration i mean tijuana is just not going to do it for me i think that's as far as i've got into mexico
1: you've been to Co- it's cozumel uh,
0: cozumel we went to cozumel yeah. uh the ship i was i mean we just poured it in and took a little
1: Well, we went to one of those tour. mayan ruins
0: in cozumel yeah. yeah
1: that was cool it was very cool it was one day
0: <laughs> it was yes. yeah it was so i guess i dipped my toe in there but there's so much more to explore, mm-hmm. plus the fact that I have family from a certain area in Mexico that I've never been to. I know where it is, but I'd like to be able to explore that a little bit mm-hmm. more. And one of the things that you can do is start interviewing some of your relatives that are up there in age, because yeah. they have stories to tell. And they could give you clues as to where your ancestors might have come from and possibly start planning a trip from that that's a fun thing to do also and you also get you know you gather information and create a relationship with these elderly which are so important yeah. in our in our world and our society
1: I would say if you have any inkling of gathering those kind of stories and you haven't formally done it out of everything that we've talked about I would do that first because once those stories go away mm-hmm. some of them are gone forever i mm-hmm. mean i've got that that i'm dealing with myself and um i've spent the last few years trying to contact people try to put together some of those puzzle pieces of the stories that my dad told me growing up that i wasn't able to capture in a more permanent way mm-hmm. for many you know many reasons But it's interesting to know your own story. And once you know that, it could lead you on new adventures that you otherwise would never even thought of Mm -hmm. would have interest for you.
0: Well, it it will lead you even to adventures that maybe are not too far away within my own country. I, I talked about the Lewis and Clark expedition trail. Yeah. Well, there's a reason I want to do that because the Clark line is connected to my family. Yeah.
1: But I would even say even the experience of sitting down with relatives and having an interview, be it on some kind of recording device, video device, that experience right there, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a thing to do, you know, and uh, maybe it would, it would take you out of your hometown. Maybe it's something that's in your hometown. Mm-hmm. But when I think about things that people could be doing, it doesn't always have to be hop on a plane and go to Italy. It could be drive to the next town and talk to your uncle, Sam, who might be 85 years old and has some fantastic thing to share with you about where your family came Mm -hmm. from. Before we leave genealogy, so you're the one in the family that does that. If somebody wants to start down that road, just given the years that you spent doing that, what would be some of your top tips to start?
0: You want to find a software or an internet provider that is going to allow you to search easily for information about your family. It's the best way to do it. In times before the internet, people literally were gathering information by trying to access records through different cities and towns and counties. And it was a hit and miss. And if you get onto the internet, you have access to to millions of records and you put in a name and all of a sudden you've got records of this ancestor. Now you have to be very careful because you have to verify very carefully that that's the right person. Because there are so many records, there could be duplicate names or misspellings or things that don't make sense. And you've got to always verify But I use Ancestry.com. There's Heritage.com, which is fairly decent and has a good amount of records. I think Ancestry has the most records available. So that's how I do it. You came up with a picture last night that had somebody's name on it. And I was able, even though they weren't in my family line, I was able to search on that person and find a connection to somebody that's living and say, hey, I got a picture of your second cousin would you like to have it
1: yeah because we recently came into a collection of these black and white photos from the 40s from my godmother and her husband who had just she just passed away recently so as we're going through their collection of photos there's these memories that they've captured that they're not our family, but we can find the people who have that direct line and get them their photos, Mm -hmm. you know, then we're going to try to make those connections and take that step. So,
0: Yeah. And I had found somebody through one of my family that my uncle married into. And I had these old photos, old, really old photos of that line, that family line. And I kind of found some people that were connected to it on Ancestry. And again, I put a message out. I've never seen anybody so thrilled to get pictures in their whole life. I had no need for them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I would gladly give it to you. And it was a a fun experience. And I think they really appreciated it.
1: And moving on to number 10 on our list, donating time to a local charity or cause that means something to you. I've had the opportunity a few times through my work to donate time at local food banks. I've picked fruit on ranches here in Ventura County. I've worked with people who have done that Habitat for Humanity and things okay. like that mm-hmm. through church groups where they've traveled into, be it Mexico or Central America, and built houses. If that's the kind of thing that you think might be interesting to you, I would say, seek it out you know Mm -hmm. don't put it off go ahead and do it so
0: absolutely yeah absolutely
1: so there's 10 ideas when we think about trips and travel sometimes i think you know the top things that come to people's minds are either going to a resort or going to italy france or something like that so hope we've given you some other ideas things to think about and again The challenge that we would pose to you is if you've ever made the statement to yourself, someday I'd like to, and then, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that fill in the blank is for you, we would say, go ahead and schedule that thing. Don't keep putting it off. Go ahead and do it and start making that part of your life experience and your life memory and then build off of that to do other fantastic things. Mm -hmm.
0: And if you have some interesting ideas that fill in the blank, go ahead and uh, send us a comment because we'd love to hear from you.
1: And with that, we hope you've got some great adventures that you'll be pursuing this year. And
0: Until then, thanks for joining us at the places where we go. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com
1: You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at theplaceswherewego.
0: Thanks for joining us and we hope to see you at the places where we
1: go. See you next time.
0: Bye now.